Dear Colgate, I love that you love that I love being at home. You even let me whiten my teeth from home. Because you know how I feel about getting up from my cloud couch. The Colgate Optic White LED Kit gives professional level results in just 10 minutes a day for 10 days when used as directed. And that's why, Colgate, I want you to meet my parents. Because ever since meeting you, I've been living life to the brightest. Colgate Optic White. Find it at all major retailers. Today's show is brought to you by Podbean. If you're starting up a podcast, get hosting and support our show by signing up at podbean.com slash sbfvgs. Welcome to Super Best Friends Video Game Sleepover, episode 87. You're listening to the number one video game podcast on the internet that features my best friends. I'm one of your hosts, Adam Redding. Joining me is Mike, the bronze buckaroo, Lopez. Oh, man, that feels dirty. Ooh. <laughs> it feels, Ooh. Uh, feels bad. It feels oh, bad in my heart. You deserve it. You, you should be ashamed. The platinum, the platinum pioneer or whatever. <laughs> but now you're the bronze buckaroo. Oh good. man, I hate it. <laughs> good, I love it. <laughs> and David, Winter Wonderland, Tate. Whew, man, tell me about it. It is so cold again. <laughs> it, Everything you tweet is like covered in snow. It, it, so. That's just been my December, my January. I'm sorry, it's not December. What am I thinking? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> that's just my 2017. You it's, know what I mean? Yeah, man. No, uh, it's 2018. <laughs> it, we're woke. You know, in 2018, we, I don't know what we that means. out here, you know, still, still don't know what it still means. Da- yeah. You know, it's good. Uh, <laughs> hey, thank you for that wonderful introduction. Adam. 2018 boy Redding. I like huh? it. Huh? Uh, I uh, don't know what my name was last time, but it might've been that. No, it wasn't. It was like, uh, <laughs> it was like, uh, uh, Gre- Grammy award winning. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I was Grammy Award so, winning so there you last, go. Year, <laughs> last time. Uh, the Super Best Friends Video Game Sleepover Podcast comes to you every fortnight, with each of us coming to the table to discuss one burning topic from the world of gaming. But first, what are you gents playing? Or, excuse me. <clears throat> yeah, oh, yeah, what oh. are you playing at? Yes! Mike. There you go. <laughs> Michael. Okay. <laughs> Michael, um, so playing? actually, um, I picked up a new game. Uh, even though I'm pretty oh. sure last episode I, I said my first new game of 2018 was going to be Pyre. Uh, oh, yeah, you, you lied, it wasn't. didn't you? It did. What a Dirty lie. Liar. That's what happens when you stop running Platinum. <laughs> nothing matters Lopez. anymore. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah. Uh, I actually uh, picked up the Sexy Brutal, which is oh. really fun. Awesome, um, awesome. Yeah. Uh, I'm having a good time. I haven't beaten it yet. I'm getting really, really close to the end. It's not a long game. Do you guys Do you guys know much about this game? I all I know is that Griffin McElroy, no, Justin McElroy picked it as his number one game of 2017. Did he really? Okay, well there yeah. you go. Um, it's yeah, really that's fun. pretty high praise. So it, it's it's sort of like a cross between uh, Clue and Groundhog's Day, where oh, yeah, awesome. you basically are just living the same day over and over again, but uh, you're trapped in a mansion and everyone's getting murdered over and over again, and so you <laughs> have to uh, you have to figure out how to solve uh, and prevent each murder. Does the um, name eventually make sense? Because it makes no sense to me right the now. The Sexy Brutal is the name of the casino slash mansion. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. All right. But uh, yeah, uh, nice. I will I will put up a review uh, once I finished it. But so far, I like it a lot. Cool. That's awesome. Is that what it? What about you, David? Wait, that's all you've been playing, Mike? Uh, I was going to try to play the, the Dragon Ball Fighters uh, beta. Oh. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. 
so I could I could review it on the show, but uh, the the open beta really crapped the bed, so that didn't oh. happen. <laughs> oh Bummer. boy! Yeah, yeah, I remember seeing everyone talking about. Yeah, I I signed in for five minutes and then I went and went to the bathroom and came back, couldn't get back in for the rest of the day. <laughs> yeah, oh, I, I actually over the two days the the beta was open, I was not able to get in once. Uh, so, that's no good. That's uh, fine. Uh, it just means we'll never Sweet buy the game. Beta, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet beta, bro. <laughs> uh, what about so you, David? You I playing? have been playing. This is a surprise to me and probably everyone else out there. Horizon Zero Dawn. Ooh, no way to go, David. I'm so no. happy. Actually, no? no, no, not that one. Uh, uh, Final Fantasy 14, which oh, is a okay, game yeah. that I never, ever, ever in a thousand million quadrillion years suspected that i would be playing and enjoying in 2018 Ooh. yeah in 2018 <laughs> like eight years after it came out yeah, for this the first is time the, uh, to the party. this is the final fantasy mmo from yeah, yeah like the second 14 mmo they had another or one and that one was not very good i think it was yeah they well 11? they rebooted the universe well, I think. yeah no, no there was an 11 no the 11 was right, good it was yeah. an mmo no 11 right? was yeah, good at the then, time it came out but 14 okay. came out initially and then they, it was very they re-released bad. it they re-released it as a realm reborn. Yeah, last year, yeah. and it's yeah. it's uh, apparently they made a bunch of changes, and it's really fun. I actually just got to level like twenty two and got my chocobo for the first time. And yeah, you know, what's going it, on? Yeah, it played the music like, and I'm like running around the world with my chocobo, and I'm like, yeah, chocobo! Like I was just so happy. I was so happy that I had a chocobo. The story's interesting, like. It has a story, which, like, I know World of Warcraft technically has a story, but, like, mm-hmm. I never paid attention to any of it when I was playing that game. Like, I played yeah. World of Warcraft for, like, 40 levels or so, and I, I didn't know what was happening any at all at any point during that. But uh, I kind of know what's going on in Final Fantasy XIV. There's, like, fully voiced cutscenes here and there. And, yeah. uh, you know, it still feels like a Final Fantasy game. Like, I met up with... Uh, I met up with uh, Biggs and Wedge. You know, there's always a Biggs <laughs> yeah. and Wedge. And what about Sid? Uh, he's there, but I haven't gotten to him yet. Oh, okay, um, but right. yeah, like there, there's Moogles all over the place. Like it's good times. It's like there's so many like Final Fantasy references, and I'm I'm really having a good time. Um, yeah. And also, I have been playing, um, oh Fortnite Battle Royale. Oh, okay. which yeah, yeah. is the PUBG ripoff that Epic has created. <laughs> And not only, you know, do they have like 20, 30, 20 or 30 million people playing that game now, uh, mm-hmm. which is cutting into like PUBG's popularity a little bit, but also yeah. they're cutting into the popularity of their own games where like they have like a, they have a Dota style game. Um, oh, Paragon, right? Yeah, Paragon. And that game mm-hmm. is like floundering now because, you know, they're diverting all their attention to Fortnite Battle Royale and nobody's yeah. playing that game anymore. Fortnite Fortnite drank uh, Paragon's milkshake. Yeah, it sure did. It's it crazy. drank it up! <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, so it's fun. It's really fun. I think I still like PUBG better. Um, okay. But, you know, it, it's, like, it's like PUBG is to Counter-Strike what Fortnite battle royale is to overwatch so okay. it's you yeah. know what i mean it's like it's like if if overwatch and counter-strike are both first person shooters the, this these are both battle royale games and and, and you know it's fun and they just actually expanded the map i tested a little bit of it out tonight where mm-hmm. they added like a million more places you could drop and it was pretty fun 
Um, cool. I will say the shooting mechanics in PUBG are a million times better, though. Um, there's like a really slow refresh rate on Fortnite Battle Royale, but most people don't really care about that. It's like it's like the little brother, the cool younger brother of PUBG is how I like to describe yeah. it. So that's um, awesome. Yeah, and I feel like there's oh, I played a little bit of Divinity Original Sin too. Uh, mm. Again, Divinity Two, but I think I don't like it. Unfortunately, really? you, you yeah. getting out? Yeah, I'm getting out. I actually just uninstalled it on my computer today. Oh wow! Oh, that's so, that's when you know. Yeah, that's when you that's know. That's when you know it's over. So uh, that's it. That's all I've been playing, and uh, that's my story. And I'm sticking to it. So there you Good go. Good stuff. Yeah. So I have been in the virtual world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know if you know about the virtual world, but I've I am been familiar. There. I I have been known to partake in the virtual world. I spent a week in there once. (laughs) So um, playing super hot VR, like the Dickens. Mm -hmm. Um, And I love every minute of it. And so I got crazy sweaty playing this game a couple times. (laughs) Like, you know, you just like finally take off the headset and I got to clean the whole thing out thoroughly because it's so sweaty. Because I mean, it's like, you're ducking and you're getting down on your knees. You're you're like neoing, matricing <laughs> under under bullets and like punching in the air and stuff. You look I like it. I feel like the 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 best part about the game is how cool you look while you play it. Oh, I'm so, sure. Does your does your wife have any amazing video of these moments? No, yet? she was too busy trying not to be punched while I was in the first. <laughs> while you're walking in the house, <laughs> so. Uh, played a bunch of that, and then every time someone comes over, I'm like, dude, you gotta play super hot. And they're like, okay. And then pretty soon they look just as ridiculous. It's fantastic. Yeah, I love it. So you, should, you should start recording them and then make I, a, I did a super record, cut. I, I recorded my brother in law, uh Tommy, and he he looks so awesome because he he didn't he didn't start slow at all. Instantly one to eleven, like he just got in and he just started like going super fast, punching really hard. Like it looked incredible. Oh man. Uh, Fantastic. So can't can't recommend super hot VR enough. You need to do um, a super hot super cut of people playing so. it in VR. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so um and then also we started doing um Star Wars nights at my buddy's house. Yes. Um, so we started from episode one. Okay. And 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 basically we're going through all of the movies that have that have been released. And so oh, man. over there. Are you uh, wait, are played, your kids watching it too? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm finally letting them watch the prequels. <laughs> oh, so they're very uh, excited out of their minds about that. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't want to go on for too long about it because I was going to say over there we played a bunch of Jackbox Party Pack 2, mm-hmm. the, the second bundle, playing that Fibbage, playing that Quiplash. Nice. It's so much, it's so much fun. Yeah. Um, highly recommend that. I actually played but a little yeah. bit of that too. Uh, I, I, didn't, I didn't mention it, but yeah. I always forget yeah. that that's a game, but... It's yeah, really it's fun. <laughs> it's a fun like thing to put on, and everyone's like, "Oh, I've got a phone," and they do like silly drawings. It's great. I've yeah, never, I've never also, played it. It looks fun. Also, I've been playing um, that card game uh, Super Fight. I don't know if you've heard of this. No, but it's like bit. you basically everyone picks three character cards and three ability cards, and you try to you make a, a superhero, and so it might be something as ridiculous as like Obama, and you're a hundred stories tall. You know, oh. <laughs> like, and so it's, it's like one character. Like a, that sounds like a dream. It is a really, <laughs> <laughs> it's a really awesome game. Um, or like one time I was a, a werewolf inside a giant mechanical statue of Liberty. <laughs> so was, and then you got to see like the person, it's like apples to apples. The person who is the villain has to pick who they think would win. 
Oh, so it's okay. pretty awesome. You try to make the best character you can, and you got to argue <laughs> as to why your character would win, which is very entertaining. That sounds so, very entertaining. Yeah, Super Fight is great. It was. I think they they carry it most places. But you can get it like Barnes and Noble or on the interwebs. Mm. Um, um, right. But yeah, but yeah, episode one. Yeah, it's worse than I remembered. Oh no! <laughs> it's the so pod bad. race though. It's so bad. The pod race goes on so long. But it's, it's way so too long. Good. It it's goes good. on way too long. Uh, and then also, um, just the special effects have not held up at really? all. Really? I think they have. I no, uh, no. It looks like I was watching a nineties computer game. Wow. With like oh, no. actors actors in front of really like bad low detail uh <laughs> CG Man. backdrops. I don't know. I, I don't agree with you and I work in visual effects, so I don't know what that's saying. But I also did watch it on like a 75 inch uh, uh, TV. On VHS? No, it was on Blu-ray, <laughs> but the, the, the TV was also set to uh, that auto motion oh, plus no. smoothing. Yeah. And I, it was at someone else's house, so I felt like I can't stop. I can't be like, whoa, 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 stop everything. <laughs> oh, no. You know? and Let me go through your settings. This. Let me go through your settings. Like, I wasn't going to do that to the whole group. I'll, I'm going to do it this time because we're going to watch episode two tomorrow. No wonder uh, you thought it looked so bad. But it it not only, it, it just made it to where there's no motion blur to hide any of the flaws. It's yeah. just, there it is. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, it was so, so bad. Um, and my wife, it was so funny because she was giving me a hard time saying like, yeah, it's not that, you're a movie snob. It's not going to be as bad as you're saying. And she watched it and she was like, oh my gosh, it's so awful. <laughs> she fell asleep, <laughs> fell asleep two times. And she said she got up to go to the bathroom, quote unquote, twice. So she could miss a few minutes of the movie. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> wow. She really, really did not enjoy herself watching that movie. What did the kids think? So, uh, uh, the kids, I talked to the kids. Um, my son, he's just old enough to, to see the, some of the cracks. He was like. My daughter was like, oh, it was great. I had a good time. I, my favorite character was Jar Jar. Oh, like, yep. no. <laughs> yeah, and no. then uh, Jar Jar's the key to all this. And then Elliot, he was watching it and he was after he was like, you know, I liked it, but I didn't really understand the story. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah. Pretty convoluted. No, you sure didn't. It took me like five times to understand that story. But you saw it five times in the theater to make sure you got that story, right? I did watch yeah. it five times in the theater. And it wasn't until after I started understanding the story that I realized I didn't like it very much. Yeah. Yeah. You know I was on such a Star Wars high. Yeah. You know? What's funny is I liked Jar Jar a lot until I could understand him because it took me like three viewings before I could understand <laughs> what he was saying ever. And so by the third time I saw it and I could finally understand him, I was like, Oh, Oh, I don't like him. <laughs> Jar Jar. As soon as he said, excuse me. And that's like in yeah. the first two minutes of him on screen, I was like, man, this is, this is the worst. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so here's the deal. I am, I am a star Wars prequels apologist. I like okay. them. Yeah. I like parts about all three of them. Mm -hmm. Um, but that Ewan I, McGregor lightsaber battle, oh, good times. Ewan and McGregor wrong, is yeah. the best thing about the prequels by a million miles. Yeah. Uh, and then also, uh, what's his name? Um, um, Liam Neeson is pretty good, too. That's but, true, yeah. Uh, but I hate Jar Jar. Like, <laughs> yeah. even though I still yeah. kind of like the prequels, I still hate Jar Jar. So. Oh, it was so funny. Christy was saying, like, yeah, I think I, 
I was thinking the whole time that at the end, the twist was going to be that the queen, the queen Amidala was a robot. And that's why she was talking like that. <laughs> <laughs> I lost it. I lost it. <laughs> so good. Oh, don't tell Natalie like, Portman that. I was like, no, no, no. That's, I was like, Natalie Portman's actually a great Sorry. actress. That was George Lucas's fault. <laughs> that was him, his That's bad so directing. Sad. <laughs> but anyway, I digress. I know I took it way too long talking no, about Star good. Wars. When, uh, this is about this I'm is dying. about video games here. Yes, but oh man. <laughs> but yeah, let's. Uh, why don't we nip into the <clears throat> Super Best Friends video game sleepover fortnightly news wrap up? Sounds good. Yeah. What? Sounds good. Oh wait, you know, you know what? Doesn't <laughs> sound good. On second thought, that sounds terrible. Oh, no. <laughs> My good friend called. David has dementia. <laughs> <It's> actually... <laughs> hey guys, no, you know what? It's actually called the news. <laughs> yeah, all right, I think you were just good. going with it. I a good show. <laughs> all right, so this is pretty cool. Dark Souls Remastered coming to the Switch on the 25th of May. Yay! I'm are never going to play it. Is it remaster the first you a Dark game? Souls fan, David? No. <laughs> I don't like hard games almost as a rule. <laughs> so I will not be playing it. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Yeah. This one's a little more exciting than for you. Well, I don't know. This one's also super hard. Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze coming May 4th. I am more excited about it because I've heard it's like one of the best platformers ever. So, it's really good. I don't know if I would say that, but it's really, really good. Okay, I, I'm gonna probably give that one a shot. Yeah, um, it's, it was. But great. I may we, we, quit. But I already own it. I already own it on the, oh, on the Wii gotcha. U. So yeah. you know, yeah, hmm. you know how it is. <laughs> yeah, I, I do know how it is. <laughs> and uh, also, this one's this is kind of a cool blurb. Uh, Nintendo's president said the Switch is a console with a quote long lifespan. Uh, I mean, isn't he sort of obligated to say stuff like <laughs> yeah, what, that to keep I, the investors I mean, happy? <laughs> <laughs> what else would he say? Yeah. <laughs> He's like, you know, this is going to be, this is going to be like a year and then we'll get something else out. <laughs> Nintendo you know, president I mean, says the Switch, the Switch will never like be obsolete. Yeah. The Switch is going to be a lot like the Wii U and it's, we're going to just abandon <laughs> it after about four years. You know, that's yeah. what I think. It like comes out Nintendo Direct. He's just like, uh, so that was it, guys. We really only we only planned about seven months of content. I didn't really think you're gonna like it that much. <laughs> that was it, you know. <laughs> so we thought we would go out with a bang, release a couple great games, and then cancel this thing. Look but. forward to our next ga- system game system in uh, 2019, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> so, what do you think that means, though? Like, as far as long lifespan, I when I think of that, I think of like the PS3, like 10 <clears throat> years. Okay. Um, yeah, I kind of granted. Yeah. You know, we we got a new system about seven years into that, but uh, yeah, I think I mean Nintendo has historically supported their handheld devices, which the Switch technically is in that category uh, yeah. for a yes, very sir. long time. Like for example, the 3DS came out in 2011, and they are still releasing new games for that, like first party big deal, like Metroid game, like that just came out last year, you know. And that so 2011 till now, that's that's pretty long. It's not PS3 long, obviously, but you know the, historically they've supported their their handhelds for a very long time. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I I can tell you what I think he means, um, but I don't. Uh-huh. I want to use it to segue into another news item, so I'll go last. 
Oh. Okay, Adam, what do you think it means? Uh I think I think we're looking at yeah, maybe maybe 6 7 years that they're going to really be pumping games out for this thing, which is I it makes me happy. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. It's a good it investment if you buy now, you know. Yeah. Okay. Buy now. Buy now. <laughs> I'm not sure what's the next news item on your list, um, and it, it doesn't matter. I'm going to upend it anyway. So okay. <laughs> I, I think what he's saying is that the Switch has got legs, and those legs are made mm-hmm. of cardboard. Oh, that is such a good segue. This is why Mike's a pro. Yeah. That's why we pay Mike the big bucks. That's why we pay him the big bucks to be on this show. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe maybe pause for like another five minutes so everyone just stops laughing. It was so good. It's a real good, good joke. (laughs) So it was funnier uh, in my head, and then I said it, and I was like, well, (laughs) probably probably didn't need the build up. We could have workshopped it a little bit if you'd let us know what was going on, you know? So. This is pretty sweet. So Nintendo has announced Labo or Labo? I don't know how to say it. Labo. Because because probably not Labo. <laughs> Let's call it Labo. Let's call it Labo. <laughs> Nintendo I like Labo. That. There's a connotation in there. I don't want to get into it, but <laughs> Nintendo it... Labo. They're toy cons. This sounds silly. Is a uh, is a new line of interactive build and play experiences that combine DIY creations with the magic of the Nintendo Switch. So Essentially, you can buy this game and uh, and some of these cardboard templates, and you punch them out and you fold them up. And you can turn your switch into like a camera, or you can turn it into like a little RC car, fishing a rod, piano. a fishing rod, or a piano, giant the piano robot. one. I, yeah, giant robot. <laughs> it, it's really crazy. It's such a cool idea. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure I will end up probably buying this because my kids will see the, the video and go we must have you'll, you'll probably buy it a few times because the cardboard will probably wear <laughs> out it's made of cardboard. yeah yeah it's made of cardboard they're gonna keep selling me on this thing over and over <laughs> um uh, nintendo i mean it's first of all it seems like a really cool idea i will probably get one of these things i'm thinking maybe the diverse kit with like the mm. keyboard and stuff just kind of like, want you out. to buy the big robot one i I don't think I want the big robot one. I think one, you should get I the big like robot one in streamers. Uh, yeah. You know, that, you make a good point. That's what the viewers want to see. <laughs> That's it's not what I want to do, but it's what the viewers want to see. So we'll see about that. I'm yes. not making any promises. But I, I did want to say there have been memes galore about this already. Um, like one of them, they had like a cat sitting in the uh, in in the cardboard box while they're like trying to use it, and that's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. But my favorite that I saw was Metal Gear Solid Labo, which is just <laughs> Snake in his <laughs> cardboard box. box walking around. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah, that's amazing. All right, so next item on the list we have Kotaku reporting that a new Steam competitor will let users resell games this is such a cool idea this is a great idea because i mean and i i feel like this has this probably has uh you know your game stops of the world quaking in their boots yeah because that's been the only like that's been the only drawback so far that i can think of of digital games yeah i mean not that gamestop sells a ton of pc games but i'm just saying like if this becomes a thing Mm -hmm. that people have to do to become competitive if you remember like PSN and Xbox Live were not nearly as great on the deals until Steam really started doing it and making a killing doing it. Yeah. So they they kind of had to start with these super great deals and and awesome flash sales and all this kind of stuff to to compete with Steam. Mm-hmm. And so if if you know I think it's called Robot Cash. Yeah, Robot mm-hmm. Cash. Um, C A C H E. 
Yeah, if they take off and and then Steam starts doing this, then maybe maybe we start seeing the ability to sell back your digital games on on other platforms. I don't too. get so. how this. I don't get how this works. Well, so I'm. I don't know either. I don't think they've announced the like the nitty gritty right. details of it. But what I suspect yeah. is going to happen is so right now on Steam, some some games support this item platform. Like for example, PUBG supports this where you open loot boxes, you get those items. Uh, you know tied to your account but mm-hmm. you can also sell those items on their steam marketplace and like if it's a rare item you can sometimes make money off of that sure um, like mm. like for example during the gamescom crate crates that they sold which were very controversial by the way there were these bright yellow like there's this bright yellow shirt and pants that you could get out of that crate and if you got one and sold it on the market you could sell it for like a hundred bucks now so it's pretty sweet yeah so i suspect that robot cash is going to do something similar to that where you buy the game you play it and then you put it on their marketplace and then i i would guess either bidding of some kind or maybe some sort of how much demand there is for it you can so you can either buy it new or buy someone else's license for whatever the market is for it right now i i guess my my question is like like no developer wants to see this right like yeah, this is true. this is a way for people to buy games and none of the money gets to the publisher or to the developer. So I suspect, sure. what, I what suspect stops... that's not what's going to happen. I suspect the developers are going to get a cut or the publisher are going to get a cut of that sale like they do with Steam items in the Steam yeah, marketplace. I, I, I guess they could. Mm. But like what, what prevents a developer from just shipping the game with a code, a unique code tied to your purchase so that you can yeah. never resell the game and everyone has to buy it and who wants to play it? Uh, well, they just can't be on that platform. I'm guessing. Yeah, but I mean, there's a, but there's chances are if they don't want to sell to used games, they don't want to be there. Yeah, yeah. they have a lot, a lot to figure out. <laughs> exactly. Well, a lot remains to be seen as to like, is it going to be any cheaper than buying it new? Because, like, what is the? It's not like it's it's degraded or the package isn't new. It's digital. You know, it's exactly yeah. like buying the new one. So if it's cheaper, then why wouldn't everyone just buy the used one? I well, um, so what I suspect will happen is if everyone buys the used one, the demand for it will be so high that it will basically raise the price up to the point where it doesn't matter that it's used anymore. Ah, uh, like if everyone's buying used, they might as well buy new because it's the same price. You know, like there's no difference at that point based huh. on the demand. That's just my guess. I I'm yeah. no financial it's just, expert, it's, so it's definitely an interesting concept, and it's. I'm I'm interested to watch and see kind of what happens with it. Yeah, sure. me too. And if they figure it out, you're right. Like, you know, Steam will definitely be like, oh, look at this. This is working. Let's do this. And then Sony's yeah, like, hey, let's put this on the PSN store. And Microsoft's like, yeah, Xbox. Yeah, we'll put it on our store. You know, <laughs> that, actually, Microsoft, will, that's how Microsoft talks in my head. Yeah, <laughs> they do. Yeah. Hey, uh, let's yeah. do this thing. No, um, but actually, Microsoft will probably adopt it before Sony just Probably. Judging from their com- incredibly consumer-friendly practices right now, trying to get back <clears> from <throat> being the underdog. So, And speaking of which, speaking. Microsoft has tapped Forza Horizon's Playground Games uh, to develop a new open-world Fable action RPG. This is so, a rumor, right? This is not confirmed? So, the, okay, so it is, it is rumored that it's an action RPG. I believe the rest is known really um 
the action RPG part comes in in part because they said that they were inspired to pursue this um, by the success of Guerrilla Games Horizon Zero Dawn. Okay. So it says, you know, inspired to create a single player experience by the success. Yeah. So basically, um, this is coming from Eurogamer. Uh-huh. And they're they're hypothesizing that yeah, it's probably going to be an action RPG like Horizon, like the other Fable games, though. So yeah, but maybe more so, maybe more actiony. I don't know. I feel like all the Fable games were very actiony. They they were never like turn based. It was like it was like running around in a Zelda game, except incredibly British and more magic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's that is pretty cool. I'm glad that Microsoft is seeing the need for big first party exclusives. Yeah, man. And they're they and they're taking one of their most beloved properties and and running with it. That's I mean, cool. Of, although there already was a Fable game in development that they canceled. So yeah, they closed down Lionhead Studios. Yeah, and it was. I think it was going to be like a a free to play. It was take on yeah, Fable. Yeah, right. it was a weird take on Fable. Yeah, I yeah, guess you're right. and it, I think it was like this whole attack and defense type thing. Was, oh. I thought it looked like a pretty cool concept, but I think what people want is probably a, another single player fable yes, game. That's what like, I people mean, seem to be super jazzed about this. I want a fable game with the same kind of co op that Fable had, though. Like especially Fable Three, they nailed it. Like basically, as you're running around in Fable Three, you could see your like your buddies, like every yeah. person on your friends list would like show up either on the overworld map or on like in your world. Like when you're running around, mm-hmm. you just see like a little trail go past you and you, and it would say their name and you would know, Oh, there's Ashley, you know, like playing her game and oh, there's, there goes Nick playing his game. And, yeah. uh, like, um, that was awesome. And and you could just hop into their world and start playing with them. And so, you know, yes, single player, but please, please keep the co-op. That was really fun. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That'd yeah. be cool. So, all right michael it is time for mike struggles to read the tweets mike <laughs> does struggle to read tweets oh really my favorite part of the show <clears throat> yeah <laughs> it is my favorite part too <laughs> so we got some good ones um vigilante spider wrote uh wrote in and said in your opinion what is the best game during the PS3 Xbox 360 era? So we're taking Ooh. it back now. Go that go, is, go a decade a back in your mind. Man, um I, I don't you know, know. I think, I think my, I'm going to say Halo 3. Okay. Halo 3. There's I had a lot so, of fun playing that game. There's so many great ones though. There's like BioShock and Mass yeah. Effect 2 and, yeah. and um I'm thinking Uncharted 2. I'm thinking of The Last of Us. Yeah. Um, gosh. I'm standing by Halo 3. Mass Effect I, 2 I for me. I had so much fun yeah. playing that game with my buddies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah I'm going to say I'm gonna say Uncharted 2. Cool. Yeah. Nope. nope. That's a lie. Whoa. I'm going to say Last Whoa. of Us. Okay. <laughs> wow. Last Change of it us. to Last of Us. Sure. Okay. Sorry. All right. It had to happen. Over Uncharted 2. That's surprising to me. It's a very good game. Well, it's my favorite game of all time, so it shouldn't be that surprising. I didn't know that either for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> I'm blowing your mind with surprises. Yeah. Uh, uh, Tom Titus Hughes wrote in and said, how do you wait, cope Mike, with... Wait, Mike. What? Did you what? answer? Yeah, Mass Effect 2. 
Oh, okay. I didn't know that. The game I platinumed and beat six or seven times. (laughs) Okay, fair (laughs) enough. That'll do it, yeah. Uh, Tom Titus Hughes wrote in and said, how do you cope with the ever-growing backlog? Mine is just getting insane. Still have PS3 PS3 games to get to. Um, Oh, Tom, you know, the secret is very easy. You just forget about them. (laughs) Yeah. You let go. Let go and You just let go. I... I find the easiest thing to do, and, it, and this took me a few years to figure out, is... Um, just platinum all of them. Just platinum right? all of them. No, uh, <laughs> <clears throat> what uh, what I figured out was maybe... Yeah, I don't do that anymore. Thanks for bringing that up. Uh, <laughs> you bronze all I of know, them. I bronze, yeah, yeah so bronze many bronzes, them. though. Um, <laughs> so what took me a couple years to figure out was, like, why don't you just stop buying games until you're ready to play them? And then maybe you'll find out that like a year down the road, you'll look at the game like, actually, you know what? Now, now that the shine's off the Apple, I'm not as excited to play that one. I'm going to move on to something else. Mm, okay. You know, that's that's one approach, the very frugal approach. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that does save you a lot of money. Yeah. yeah. You, and the, then you the, don't feel guilty about not having played <laughs> yeah. them. <laughs> the upside, the yeah. upside of that approach is, is while you don't have as many games on your shelf, um, by the time I actually make it to something that's on my backlog that I really, really want to play... It, it may have dropped down in price by them. So that's always Yeah, cool. it's probably like 10, 15 bucks. Yeah. So yeah. if you if you really want to stiff as many developers and publishers as possible, and I definitely do, I still, do the mic I'm way. still buying new. <laughs> and and there's certain games I have to have right when they come out, right? But like, sure. I, I do have a crazy backlog. And that's not just games. That's like movies and music too. Like just this last weekend, I finally saw Logan. And it only took me like an extra year to oh, finally get so around to watching too. that movie. And you claim so no good. tears. And I, I just... Everyone tells me that they cry watching that movie. Oh man, I I cried for <laughs> See, I told you, Mike. You didn't believe me weeping. when we were talking about I know, I weeping did. bitterly. <laughs> I don't think I didn't believe you. And again, we're slipping back into movie podcast again. But uh, <laughs> which we should no, it's do very someday. very good. Um, that's really good. I, I I don't know what to say. Like, movie came out a year ago. <laughs> I don't want to sit here and talk about Loki. <laughs> it's like this is super old news. Yeah, but that's I how mean, backlogs old work. Games sometimes, though, when we play we them do, really and late. sometimes I wonder if everyone does the exact same reaction. Like, guys, that was like two years ago. Why are we talking about? <laughs> Maybe, <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right, moving along. Yes, uh, Anthony wrote in and said, "This is a good one. This is man, this is not game related, but whatever. I thought it was a good question, <laughs> um, and and I don't have an answer for it yet. And I'm hoping I can I can come up with one while you guys." Uh, talk about it best kind of apple streusel oh my gosh (laughs) cinnamon um wow (laughs) anthony wrote in and said what music or song did you think was the hotness back in the day but is cringeworthy when looking back oh (laughs) such a good question uh okay no i have my answer you guys a little secret okay (laughs) please do take me on a journey when i was in high school Mm -hmm. i was not allowed to listen to anything but christian music okay yeah okay all right now now what are we talking like mid 90s creed yeah mid 90s mid 90s christian stephen curtis chapman this is is before creed yeah oh okay this is is bc before creed (laughs) yeah like we're talking stephen curtis chapman we're talking amy grant we're talking pfr we're talking dc talk r if anyone out there has ever listened to pfr we have a kindred. I don't even know what that is. We have we oh, have man. we have a bond that can never be broken. But uh, <laughs> anyway, so I thought all this music was amazing. Just love like, the yeah. Donut Adam Man. Have you guys heard of the this. Donut Man? What? What? Do you guys know the oh, Donut, yeah, the donut man? man? But that was that was 
past my time. Though. Oh man! <laughs> but, but anyway, it was all about Carmen. I, I loved Carmen. I loved PFR. Uh, I, I loved the PFR. Still, actually, kind of good. But <laughs> I don't know what really, that is. Though. But anyway, yeah, Carmen. I would say is the most cringeworthy. You know, album oh, band, whatever band singer musician. <laughs> I don't know Thing. what you call Carmen. He has no last name. <clears throat> and it's like a Madonna Megal- situation. Think, uh, megalomaniac, I think, is the word. Okay, sure. Okay. <laughs> uh, let me think. How about "Addicted to Jesus"? Just a very cringeworthy oh. song. If you want to hear something that's just going to make you feel gross. See, I, I just hear <laughs> I, those, I hear that song. I hear that song title, and I just think that is like a like using a drug. Is he using a lot of drug analogies in the? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Gotta get my fix. Well, it's not country, first of all. Oh, the crucifix. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, most of the music I listened to when I was a kid was super cringeworthy. <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, all right. What about you, Mike? I, I got to think. I, I'm still thinking here. Oh, gosh. You almost killed me. <clears throat> By the way, the first secular, quote unquote, secular album I ever bought was Radiohead's OK Computer. That's a pretty and good album. Ooh, I have not hey. bought a Christian album since. <laughs> oh, oh no, man, they turned you. They turned you. They to turned the devil's me right? to the oh, devil's music. Oh, that really oh, will do that goodness. to you. Yep. That's sad. <laughs> it's a gateway band. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, okay, so in the, gosh, I guess it would have been the early two thousands. Um, when when was when was screamo a thing? <laughs> there was um, let's just know. say there the was first, a yeah first half yeah. of the that the aughts okay yeah. yeah so so i went through a, a period in my life where just i just wanted men to scream at me <laughs> and i loved it <laughs> and you wanted those men to be wearing the tightest black pants you've ever <laughs> the seen tightest black and pants preferably no shirts <laughs> No, no. Now you're thinking like you're thinking hair metal. Like oh, they're okay. they're probably wearing very very tight pants and a hoodie. Okay, okay, gotcha. And they got oh, emovers, and they just yeah, so loud. So do you have a song no one, in particular that comes to mind? Oh no, I don't. It's all bad. <laughs> it's all terrible. Um, okay, but I loved it. Not exactly oh, what man. was asked. You asked for a no. It says music. Song. The music is on there. Okay. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. I, I'm trying to think. I mean, I, I typically do stand by uh, the stuff that I used to listen to, as even if it's bad. Like, I usually I still kind of like it. But no, don't be wrong. That, okay, let me let me clarify really quickly. I still listen to some of it. Oh it's boy! Still, <laughs> but I know it's that bad. Said, <laughs> that said, though, I I feel like I I did buy out of a used bin, but I did buy the very first Creed album. <laughs> so, wow. And, and it was because at the time, if you recall, in 1998, all that was on the radio and MTV was like in sync and <laughs> uh, and like Matchbox 20. Hanson, and, maybe? And Bare Naked Ladies and all this awful. I mean, I apologize if you like that stuff, but man, I but hated it's it. terrible. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> but yeah, so that's that's what I was hearing all the time. And then. And then all of a sudden I hear this band that sounds like a grunge band from the earlier part of the 90s. And I was like, yeah. So I heard this song. <laughs> it was like, well, I said, oh, and I was like, I was like, yeah, I can get down with this. And I bought the album. And I remember listening to it and being like, this isn't great, but I didn't hate it, you know? Right. And, 
And then, uh, then the second album came out. And my uncle brought it over, and I, that should have been that should have been the giveaway right there. <laughs> <laughs> but my uncle, my uncle came over. Like, Adam, have you heard of this uncle band Ricky? Creed? No, no, this is oh. Uncle Greg, and he brings okay. over the second Creed album. And he's like, check this out, and it was like, me, 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 can you take me high? Yeah, and I was like, oh, I'm out, I'm so out, <laughs> and um. And then it really, because Creed blew up so big after that, by the time I listened to that first album again years later, I was like, oh, this is so awful. Like, I, I now know what I was hearing, that what it, what it was going to, the abomination it was going to become. Mm-hmm. So, sure. Yeah. And I apologize if you love Creed. It's fine if I you do. It. I mean, it's no, fine if you do. No judgment here. I, yeah. I like Bjork. I like Bjork. And most people who listen to that think, like, think this is, this is awful, awful music. Right, and uh, you were stupid at him for liking so it. I would say more so nowadays. I think back oh, in the yeah. day, Bjork was yeah, really... Yeah, I'm not a fan. But you know it's fine, Adam. You chase your bliss. First, like, five albums of Bjork, fantastic. Yeah, I agree. Anyway, anyway. Two out of three SPF agree. Uh, <laughs> now we should probably rank Bjork as our number one artist, right? <laughs> <laughs> Number one, number one Icelandic singer, official SPFVGS award goes to Bjork. Yes. How does it feel, Mike? Surely there has to be a, a, a band or artist that we could all enjoy. Nah. I, well, we've already voted, so it's. Yeah, so I guess that's fair. Voted. I guess that's fair. It. Sorry, Mike. There's nothing nah, you can do cool. about it. Our hands are tied. Yeah. Oh my gosh. All right. <laughs> Moving along. Yes. Tweet number three. Yeah, that was number three. And finally, you know what? We're done. I'm calling it. Oh, Oh, okay. We're going to jump. Well, thank you guys for writing in. Well, yeah. Well, hold on. Don't jump the gun. Hold on. I said, said, I'm cutting it off, Adam. Not you cutting me off. It's over. Not forget who said this. That's is. all the time we have. (laughs) And that's our show. (laughs) Goodbye, everybody. (laughs) We have a community question. Oh, Oh, Evans. Do that. uh, Yeah, that we got some good responses on. So. Uh, a lot of responses. I was a lot of responses. I cannot possibly go through them all. So let me go ahead and summarize. You the can community. rattle off a bunch. I, I'll do I my best. We'll if do lightning quick. round. And uh, I will comment after every one, I promise. <laughs> okay. So just we'll for like one or five minutes. Yeah. What games were you guys the most excited for in 2018? So what's coming out that you guys are super duper jazzed for? Uh, and let's scroll down. We have. Now we talked about this on the last episode, right? Our, what we're most excited well, yeah, kind of about. Stuff that yeah, we, we, we already for. answered yeah, for yeah. sure. But I want to know what I want to know what what the folks out there. Yeah, think. me too. Okay, so uh, I guess this is Adam's fault. He wrote this tweet and wrote games instead of game. So oh, no. everyone well wrote done. a story. Uh, <laughs> well but, well but we'll skip through them real fast. They Ashley still would have done in. it anyway, though. Mike. They probably would have. Uh, <laughs> Ashley wrote that Rubina. Uh, oh, <laughs> cheater. Uh, Ashley wrote in <laughs> Nino Kuni, Detroit Become Human, God of War, mm. The Last of Us, or sorry, The Last Night, uh, Last of Us Part 2 is not coming out this year, there's no way. Yeah. Uh, the Last Night, The Remaster of Shadow of the Colossus, Days Gone, Project Octopath Traveler, Far Cry 5, oh, you know, she's right, The Last of Us 2, I'm sorry, I, I don't think that's coming out this year, but, good list. <laughs> but she is correct. Good that list, That is a correct though. list. Yeah, that's a good list. <laughs> uh, Felipe wrote in. Uh, and said uh, Monster Hunter and Yakuza 6. Ooh, those um, are good. Monster Hunter was fun when I played the multiplayer. I have never played a Yakuza game, but I hear they're fun. Yeah. Um, Evan wrote in and just uh, wrote, is that even a question? And posted a cool little gif of Spider-Man, uh, which <laughs> yeah. is coming out this year. I feel like if I had to skip 
every game coming out in in 2018 except for one i gotta play that spidey yeah 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 and we had quite a few write-ins for uh for spider-man uh but one of the most god, popular ones thank god i'm not faced with, with that horrible choice because <laughs> the last night is coming out and also days gone and also a bunch of amazing games yeah right um travis wrote in and said anthem because it looks like everything destiny 2 should have been um it's not coming out <laughs> we, this year we talked a lot about anthem last episode <laughs> it uh, might be who knows yeah, josh wrote in shocked shenmue 3 is that still is that still happening is yeah. that anything oh yeah i haven't but we haven't seen any uh <laughs> sure gameplay haven't. right no i haven't seen anything i for think that game. we have i think we I have. maybe I f- maybe but i feel like we're gonna see we're gonna get a release date at e3 and it's probably gonna be next year sometime yeah mm. we'll see who uh knows? judge greg wrote in detroit become human again good pick Mm-hmm. NTFTT pod Dragon Ball Fighter Z open beta sucked like hell for the network connection, but the <laughs> gameplay is fun. I wouldn't know, never got in, and that was probably the sure. only time I was going to try that game. So, nope. <laughs> uh, a lot of God of War to this. I'm sorry, I'm going to skip some names oh, now. Yeah. A lot of God of War, a lot of Spider Man, um, a lot of Shadow mm-hmm. the Colossus. Uh, Brittany yeah. wrote in and said, I'm going to be that person and say Detective Pikachu. Um, <laughs> he definitely wins in the adorable category. That's for yeah. sure. Oh, we'll take and that's all it. that and that's all that matters when you're solving crime. It's true. <laughs> and also, have you seen the amiibo for Detective Pikachu? It's no. like triple the size of every other amiibo for some reason. So you are going to have a shelf full of normal sized amiibo and then a g- gigantic Detective Pikachu <laughs> for some reason. Like you think it would be I Mario, approve. but yeah, yeah. It's yeah, not Mario, it's Detective Pikachu. And there's a whole bunch more answers. I, I can't possibly go through them all, so I'm absolutely sorry you guys crushed it so bad that I can't get through all the, the great <laughs> tweets we got. I'm going to have to think of a different yeah. way to manage the but community please questions. please keep writing in. Please do. I mean, I love very it. Special. It just makes me think, yeah. like, I have to find another way to manage this now. <laughs> I could do a whole episode just on Twitter. Yeah, yeah, we could. That would actually, that'd be really fun to do just an all-tweets episode. Yeah, an all-tweet. Well, maybe all-tweets someday. all the time. You guys didn't yeah. like my all musical episode, but maybe we can do an all tweets episode. <laughs> all yeah. musical would be very <laughs> difficult. I mean, don't get me wrong. We got to practice, but we got to sing. Yeah. You guys got to stop skipping rehearsal. Oh, <laughs> Adam. <laughs> all right. I, I read guys... all these tweets and I messed a bunch of them up. That's and, all right. And that makes me feel bad about myself. So the only way to fix that is to spend some money. Yeah. I learned that. And you know what? Amazon. The best way to spend money. Is do something creative, you know, create something for the world, you know? Yeah. Leave something behind. I have yeah, no idea I mean, where this is going. That, that sounds great, but I mean, even if I did that, <laughs> how would people see or hear it? Well, I'm just saying, you start a podcast, right, Mike? I love it. How, how do you and, do and that? You start up a podcast by getting a microphone and a computer. Maybe okay. some best it's, friends. If, if we could do it, then, yeah, you get some best friends with you. There you go. So if if we could do it, you can do it. Absolutely. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. I'm, ins- and probably, I'm trying to inspire I'm the kids. Dumb. So if I can figure <laughs> this stuff out, gosh, you know. <laughs> so if you are deciding to start up a podcast like your old chums at SBF VGS, allow me to recommend hosting your podcast episodes on Podbean.com. So I can recommend them again with a very clear conscience. Eighty-seven Fortnites, folks. That's many Fortnites. Free. That's a lot of Fortnite. That's a lot of Fortnites. And, and, you know, hiccup free in more ways than one, because I also haven't had the hiccup since we started this sh- starting this show. Like Podbean, the magic all, Podbean, right? It's there. all Podbean. Yeah, they, they, yeah, they, I haven't they had cured my hiccups forever. 
Wow. I mean, I can't think of a better ringing endorsement than to sign up for a Podbean account. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So anyway, go out, sign up with our link. It helps support our show too. That's podbean.com slash SBFVGS. You can get, there's, there's plans. I think there's a plan that's like in the thirties, $30 for a year, 36, something like that. Yeah, it's pretty good. And then there's, we, we subscribe to the next plan up, which is like closer to a hundred dollars, but you know, that's just because we want all the sweet, sweet bandwidth and all the downloads and all the storage yeah. we can handle. We but, started you know. out on the lower tier and then yes, we did. as we kept at it, we got more and more listeners and we needed, we started requiring the higher bandwidth option and this there could happen to you as well, maybe. So yeah, you can you can go you can ease your way into this yeah. wonderful world of podcasting Ooh. with podbean.com slash SPFEGS. Good. I liked it. There was madness in any direction. So, meat and potato topic. Yep. Yeah. All right. Are you ready? I think so. I actually have completely forgotten what it is. <laughs> so, no, not at all on? then. Uh, timekeeper, how are we doing on time? Uh, uh, timekeeper says you need to hurry it up. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> We're trying to keep the episode a little more taut. Um, so, I read this uh, a very long but really, really good uh, conversation on Polygon with Amy Hennig and Sean Vanneman of oh, Campo Santo. Oh my goodness, it was so good. Yeah, it's good really one. good. You should go read it if you if you have not. Uh, but yeah, Sean Vanneman of Campo Santo, Firewatch fame. Um, and, and, and the of new course, game, uh, what is it, In the Valley of Kings or something like that? I, I believe that's what it's called. Yeah. yeah. Which it looks, looks like uh, super cool. Archaeology adventure. It looks thing. like yeah, it looks like Indiana Jones meets Firewatch or something like looks, that. Looks really cool. Yeah. 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 So and and some of the points they they made and it got me thinking about some some different things that are coming our way. Mm-hmm. And so I, I started thinking about this question and I, I pose it to you now, gentlemen. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. What do you think is the are they gonna the <laughs> let me start over. Yeah. Yes. What do you think the <laughs> biggest shakeups to the game industry will be over the next five years? Okay. Wow. Do you want mm. you want us to start then? Go for it. Okay. Yeah. So so one of the things that we had talked about um was and we've been talking about this for a few episodes, um, the potential and I and I feel like it's an inevitability, right? It just it just takes the right game and the right company. Somebody's gonna have to raise the price of games yeah over the next five years games are going to have to cost more than 60 bucks if they're going to continue to be as big and as graphically powerful as they are i mean it's just going to happen like so it's either that or ridiculous in-game monetization like i think we're at the point now where games definitely should like they definitely do cost more than 60 dollars um it's just a matter of whether or not they actually make more than that or not you know what i mean like Mm-hmm. All of the major $60 games that have come out in the last couple years have, well, not all of them, but many of them have started mm-hmm. adopting the loot box system where you give yeah. them more money to get more things in the game. Uh, you know, e- yeah. even before loot boxes, you could buy custom armor or buy like mm-hmm. it's it. They've been they've been 
juicing up the price. No, for sure. Know, for, and, and, for years now. Yeah, and I, I want to say, especially in the last like two or three years, um, I remember when games coming out and having like a deluxe edition or like mm-hmm, exactly you know, or whatever it was like. It was pretty rare and it was like really cool when it happened. And now every game has that. Every game comes out with yeah. three versions at release um, yeah. that you can buy because everyone's looking for a way to entice you to spend more than sixty dollars on a game. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, oh, the super fan is going to buy the one that comes with the art book <laughs> and the soundtrack and the DLC season pass and all this, and they're going to spend a hundred dollars. You know? Yeah, but and I think at some point <laughs> we just hit that. We just have to hit this this place where like sixty five dollars or seventy dollars is like the new normal. Yeah. I could see a game <clears throat> similar to The Witcher 3, maybe, where they just did it at $60 somehow. But I could see a studio being like, all right, look, we're charging you $100, but three years worth of content guaranteed, you know, hmm. or, or something something along those lines. Um, yeah. Like, and so instead of, like, you know, buying loot boxes, you, you're you're supporting the game in advance instead of, you know, during the cycle, you know what I mean? So that's, yeah, but I feel like, I feel like you guys are right. But I, and I totally like if PS five and Xbox two come out in, you know, 2020 or whatever, Mm -hmm. or holiday 2019 even. um, And we start and they start saying, okay, $65 for games now. Right. Like, I don't feel like people would be that upset about that five bucks. And I think that would make a huge impact on the bottom line for most publishers, you know? Yeah, if I, I, everybody is paying that extra five bucks instead of just you know, just your DLC adopters, which is usually closer to five to ten percent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, are you saying they can't change? They can't raise the prices until there's a new console? Is that kind of what you're saying? It's, it's usually the case. Like usually, okay. it it coincides. Like I think PS2 to PS3 went from yep. fifty dollars to sixty. Sure, um, but then they kept it at sixty. And I think part of that was a reaction, a reaction to the PS3 generation and the Xbox 360 generation going and expanding the, uh, the what do you call it, uh, the recession in America. Right. Because mm-hmm. that's the biggest games market in the world. Um, but then you also have, you know, this, this games market that is going through this awful financial crisis, mm-hmm. you know? So yeah. I, I feel like that was kind of... Um, and I guess when they priced it that way, they wouldn't have known that, though. Well, yeah, and, when, and when, so, like, like I said, like I, I don't want to stay on this top, this particular like, subtopic for too long because there's probably a ton of other things that we can talk about for sure. this yeah. particular topic. But I, I think, like you said, it, it's a uh, either it takes a specific event, like a new console release, is a great time to do that, or mm-hmm. a company with the right game. I feel like can get away with this. Like I feel like if Red Dead Redemption came out at sixty five dollars nobody would care that it came out at $65. Everyone's still going to buy it for yeah. sure. What now? What if it came out at $70? I think it would still sell like crazy. Yeah, it would. I don't People know if $5 is enough. <clears throat> What's People that? would grumble a little. I don't know if five extra dollars is enough at this point. Like, yeah, games I mean, are already way cheaper than they were when, when we first switched to $60 sure. because of inflation and all that. So like, even even raising it five dollars does not cover the cost of the inflation that has decreased the value of the dollar. No, I, I would agree with you, but I, I think at the same time, companies are, are going to try to be mindful of like how much can you raise the price before too many people just say, "Well, I'm, I'm just not going to buy new games." Yeah, I'll just wait. People I'll just are wait already saying a few that, months, though. you know. Yeah, and you know, a lot of people do uh, wait a few months and then buy them when they're forty dollars or whatever, and that's yeah. fine. But but I think that. Um, 
you know, for a lot of a lot of shooters and stuff, people want to get in day one so that they know the maps really well and they can be really competitive. Yeah. Um, so there there is that competitive edge that comes with getting in at, at the ground floor for some games. So mm-hmm. sure. I, I feel like your Call of Duty World War Three or whatever is going to, you know, could be sixty five, seventy dollars, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. as long as they make the prop value proposition sweet enough. So, yeah. Okie doke. I like it. But yeah, I, I think we're in agreement. I don't know that it'll, if it's 65, I don't feel like it would shake up that much, but 70, I can definitely see waiting myself even like I, mm-hmm. I, I can see waiting and not buying as many games day one, mm. you know, if they're 70 bucks. Sure. But if it's the last of us two that comes out at 70 bucks, you're probably going to get that oh, day one. Day one. Yeah. Bye. So <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> so yeah, uh, I I want to go out there on the on a limb and say another big industry shakeup possibly happening in 2018 is um uh I had it in my head and it's gone now. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> oh no! Oh, I had man. it you, and it you vanished. Want me to go? Yeah, you go I, first. I, can, I it I'll vanished go while can, I was yeah. talking. Oh and, and we'll go we'll go around probably a couple times. There's there's a lot of different things, but I think I think we're probably going to see the middle tier start to return a little bit. Sure. Um, and what I mean by that is like you know back in the day there were like your uh, your THQ level publishers that were publishing games and and they didn't have to be blockbusters. You know they didn't have to sell like two million sales is not a failure to them. You know, mm-hmm. um, and so you know, they were able to make these games on a smaller budget. Maybe they weren't as quite, quite as high quality as some of the the best of the best, but yeah, they were still fun and they were still good games in a lot of cases. And, um, but you know, when, when some of those mid tier publishers started to fold, um, in the, you know, in the last console cycle, we really started to see this gap where it was just indie games and triple A's and we had basically nothing in between. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then indies started to get really successful and became the mid tier for quite a while there. But I feel like now with games like Hellblade, um, we're starting to see um, where, you know, uh, this extra space where someone could make a triple A quality game and just make it a little shorter or a little more focused, a little smaller scale. Yeah. And and that game's, you know, winning all kinds of awards and people seem to love it. I, I really want to play it me myself. Too. Yeah, me too. But like, um, but yeah, that's, it's, I feel like we can, maybe there's a space between the small indie company that's, you know, 10 people, 15 people mm-hmm. and the, uh, the triple a 300 person team, you know, mm-hmm. like there's, there's somewhere in between there that I think still works. Um, so I'm, that's I think we're going to see more of that personally. Yeah. No, and and that makes a lot of sense with with a lot of companies <clears throat> continuing the trend of of wanting to either make these gigantic open world games or uh convert mm. existing franchises that they own into open world games. Um it kind of really does open the door for to have like these mid-tiers come in and make those single player focused like linear mm-hmm. stories and that allows them to to really kind of ramp up the uh, the detail, I guess I want to say. Like you, you look at mm-hmm. Hellblade, which I would you know is definitely it's a small public or a small developer for that for that game, but yeah. it looks fantastic. Like mm-hmm. yeah, it looks it not incredible. only not as only a really interesting game concept, but it, it looks gorgeous. 
So yeah, and they because they really only had the one character they had to really flesh out at that level of detail. Right. You look at a Naughty Dog game; they have you know a dozen or so of that of that quality. You know. Yeah. So it just by paring down the scope a bit, they were able to do it on a much smaller budget. It just you know it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I can't, I can't remember what my industry <laughs> shakeup was, but I thought of a new one in the cool. amount okay. of time that I was trying yeah. to remember the other one. Um, <clears throat> I think we're going to start seeing games coming with very smart Twitch or YouTube streaming integrations. Ah. Uh, the sort of thing that your audience changes the game in a certain way. And there are games like this already where you like... Mm-hmm. You know, you, you everyone like it logs in with their Twitch and they can like, you know, make an enemy more powerful or something like that. But I think we're going to see a game come out that has solved the problem of so a lot of developers that especially make single player, you know, story driven games. They're very worried about Twitch uh, because yeah. they, they're worried that people are just going to watch the game and not buy it. But. I can see in my head, and I don't know which form this would take, but I can I can imagine there's some really clever developer out there that comes up with a way for Twitch streamers to have their audience affect the game in a way that makes other people want to buy the game and stream it so that they can experience how that game has changed by playing it with an audience. Hmm. Um, I, I don't... I. Personally, I can't think of what form this would take, but some some way of like dynamically changing the game that makes you not only want to watch someone do this, but do it yourself um, in a in a linear story based game, though. So I don't know exactly what that would mean, like maybe enemies spawn in a different place or maybe mm-hmm. the number of people watching changes, like randomizes the enemy in some way, like maybe it's bigger or it uses this kind of magic instead or, you know, something like that. Um, I, I, I think someone's going to figure this out that this like, yeah, you want to watch seen, it, but you also want to play it. Yeah. We've seen some cool things too with that, where I think it was, and I may be wrong on the name, but I think it was a game called daylight. It mm-hmm. was like a procedurally generated, uh, horror game that had Twitch integration really smartly done where people could, uh, vote on something and cause something to you know be generated in the game and scare the person who is playing. Yeah, see, there so you go. It, it's a really cool idea. I don't know if that game. I don't know if that's the actual game, but I, it might have been. Okay, <laughs> but yeah, the um, I think that's a really cool concept, especially with scary games, you know, mm-hmm. or anything that is has a procedural type uh, element to it. You know, is is a really good candidate for that. Yeah, it w- it would be like. It would kind of be, it would be like this weird mixture of random slash triggered stuff. Like, mm-hmm. like it, you can't, the person playing can't necessarily predict when it's going to happen, but it's not, it's also not random. It's happening because other people are doing it to them. So like, so not only would that make people want to play it for themselves, but it would make, it would drive people to seek out other people playing that game so they can do it to them too. You know what I mean? Like. This interesting, not only does it make more people want to play it, but it makes more people want to watch it. So it's mm-hmm. like beneficial on both fronts, you know? So, yeah, I feel like, um, especially with the new consoles, um, I think you're going to see the ubiquity of VR really yeah. skyrocketing. Oh, I yeah. think, 
Um, because even right now, VR is awesome. And I, I realize that my PS4 is probably underpowered for VR games, you know. But <laughs> yeah, it's a miracle that it, they, it can even do it at all, <laughs> honestly. <right. laughs> but at the same time, I'm having a blast with it. And, mm-hmm. and it's because people are already exploiting it and making awesome games with VR. And there's just something, it's just so immersive. Like we're, me and Mike were talking about um, yesterday, actually, talking about how you kind of, you get into the virtual world, as they say. Yeah, as and, they, they do say that. And and you kind of like 90% forget where you are yeah. in real life. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, like you get, like I almost punched my wife in the face while I was playing Super <laughs> Gosh. Hot. And, and I reached I reached deep into the Christmas tree um, <laughs> to get, to pick up a gun, like when the Christmas tree was still up. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. like there was, there's definitely like you... <laughs> You realize, like, I realize I'm You're not really in this place. pulling ornaments off the tree? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like grenades. Yeah, like, I, I realize I'm not really in this world, but, man, am I going to act like I am because that's what it takes to win the game, you know? No, I mean, so I, I get is, that. Like, like you but, mentioned earlier, people are coming over your house and, and they're putting on this VR headset and they're immediately just, like, flailing. Yeah, they're I, getting crazy. Yeah. And it's awesome. I, and I think there's, so there's I, that part of you that, because you can't see your own body. Yeah, you can't quite tell how ridiculous you look, and that's probably a really good thing. <laughs> yeah. You know what that reminds thing. me? There's that uh, what was that British game, the heist game? I can't remember what it's called. Uh, the London, London heist? heist, yeah, or the or the new one? No, 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 the original one. So back yeah, when yeah, I first London got heist. my PS4, I was letting people try it, and both my dad and my brother-in-law, like, there's this part where you're like, there's a table in front of you, and mm-hmm. they both without thinking tried to lean on that table oh no and like <laughs> fell a little bit yeah. and yeah. and it's just like that's weird because you know that that's not there but you I know forget it's, yeah. that it's not there it's right. true yeah. yeah so i think i think the more and more vr gets cleverly exploited and the more quality games that come out and the more headsets sell of course um it's just going to become more and more ubiquitous. Like we're going over to someone's house. You won't be surprised to see a VR thing sitting there, you know, yeah. oh, what games do you have for it. Um, and, and of course with the new consoles, that'll just give, that'll, we'll have plenty of horsepower to have games that look probably as good as PS4 games and Xbox one games look now, but just in VR. Yeah, in VR. Sure. So uh, I'm, I'm excited for that. Yeah. And also along these lines, I actually just watched my first episode of, uh, what is it? Black mirror ever. Okay. Uh, epi- oh, okay. Season four, episode one. Oh, is- you didn't start from season one? No, no. Why? <laughs> it's it's <laughs> it's a it's an anthology show. The, the episodes is. don't you know stack up. They're not they're not telling I mean, a story. Right. I would say that you can absolutely skip the very first episode of Black. Yeah, Mirror. that's what it's, I'm it hearing. Kinda, it's kind of scarred me, but, oh. <laughs> but but the rest of it is awesome. Like I every other episode I've seen, I've loved. Okay. So. Well, anyway, season four, episode one kind of delves into VR a little bit, but oh, okay. not yeah. only VR, but AI and all these very interesting video gamey concepts. And also, if you yeah. like Star Trek, there's a lot of cool Star Trek homages in that episode as well. So I highly recommend watching Black Mirror season four, episode one, even if you've never seen the show. Just go, <laughs> go check it out. It's <laughs> I'm not very sure interesting. how we got here. Because of VR, <laughs> man. It's all VR's <laughs> <Okay>. fault. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and the last thing I, I, I will say mm-hmm. is I think we're going to see more and more indie studios popping up. And the reason I say that is because as as the AAA studios are you know closing down and laying people off and, and kind of 
uh, buckling under the weight of their own massive hubris. expectations. Oh. Not not hubris, but <laughs> the expect the massive expectations that are put on triple uh, A developers. You know, and if they don't deliver every single time an amazing product, they, yeah, they start getting cut and they start you know getting closed like visceral games and and you know stuff like that. So. I think the more talented developers kind of find themselves getting tired of that cycle of like getting laid off and finding a new role and getting laid off mm-hmm. um, there, you know, we're going to see more and more indie studios popping up and more uh, hopefully more quality indie games. Coming. Yeah. So smartly I think crafted bite size, really cool yeah. storytelling games like firewatch and in the Valley of Kings and stuff like that. Like, um, it was fun in that article, get, going back to the article that this whole topic came from, it was fun yeah. watching Amy Hennig like, kind of consider, it almost felt like she was considering just going that route herself. Oh, like, for sure it yeah. did. Yeah. yeah. Like, she's like, huh, what would that be like to be so nimble and to only have to come up with like five characters? Huh. You know, like she... Yeah, yeah. I know. And I loved, I loved how she was talking about how... The, a lot of the developers in the AAA uh, space look at the indies that are coming up with these cool ideas. They have so much more creative freedom that they're like inspired by the indies. And I, I yep. love that. Yep. That's yeah. so cool. There, there's a really cool so, part. Uh, she talks about kind of throughout the article. She kind of uses the same uh, metaphor. Uh, but she talks a lot in there. And I think it's an interesting way to look at it and, and why she might go down this road eventually um, that we're talking about now. Which talks, you know, in the AAA space, you spend four, five, six years making a game, a one game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she's like, so you, you know, you only get, if you think about it in, in those terms, you only get so many at bats in that space then. Or yeah. like mm-hmm. only so many, you know, bullets in the chamber. Like that, those are football references, I think. Yes. Well, all bullets, I don't think they use bullets in, in football. Well, yeah, they bullet they bullet the ball to the other person. <laughs> yeah, you're thinking of, a, you're thinking of the true, XFL, which I think is anymore. And what's the chamber that that these bullets are in 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 football? That's, it's it's another name for the locker room. Well, yeah, <laughs> I, know, I know I know about sports. <laughs> the locker chamber. See, you could have gone. You could have gone with with uh, the arms being guns because you know like muscles and stuff. Oh, there you go. That there you go. It. That would have done it. So is the bicep <laughs> the chamber then? Yeah, you only have so many at bats in football. We all know it. Okay, but go ahead. No, I mean that that was that was it. <laughs> that was the point I'm making. When, when games take six years to make, you only get so many at bats in that space. And so if you yeah. you either have to be very very picky about what you'll work on next, or yeah. um, you take all these things that you've learned about story um, uh, story creation and presentation and like immersion, and just do it in a smaller space. Yeah, and I I wonder how many kind of of the big AAA type directors and, and, uh, and game creators uh, just kind of all over the place are watching what happens with Ken Levine, who has done just that. Like yeah. took kind of took uh, his, his leave of large uh, AAA development started up a small thing. You know, we're, we're still waiting to hear what narrative Legos means yeah. um, <laughs> in practical terms. But like that is, I'm really interested to see what Ken Levine does next. I mean, I think it's going to be, it'll probably be great. And uh, yeah, so maybe, yeah, maybe it's announcement of whatever he's been working on is going to be one of the big game changing developments of 2018. Yeah. Ah, there you go. That'd be kind of cool. Go. He announces whatever it is he's been working on with his small team and everyone's like, wow, that looks amazing. And maybe he doesn't change the this game, year, Ken, but he again. changes the game again. Yeah. And he puts it out on Vita. 
<laughs> yes. Mm, <laughs> probably not. But may, I mean, we can hope, right? I mean, it's not. It's uh, not unprecedented. Come on, Ken. Bioshock Vita. Let's do this. <laughs> you promised us. You promised us. Maybe it's Lego Bioshock on Vita. <laughs> <laughs> this is what narrative Legos meant. <laughs> God. Like the Lego Batman game. You guys Just are the like that, except Bioshock. <laughs> All right, you guys, end of the show plugs for men and women and AI. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Keep up with us at SPFVGS.com. That stands for Super Best Friends Video Game Sleepover.com. Yeah. Thanks. And you can go there. You can go to there. You can to that go place. to there. <laughs> you can go to there. And you can find links to our episodes. You can find social media links, including our Discord and our YouTube channel and yeah. all, all kinds of fun things. Um, and you can find our merchandise links. Uh, we have a couple t-shirts up on Amazon. You can support the show by picking those babies up. Um, also support the show. If you get a chance by leaving us an iTunes review, that one costs you nothing. Yeah. Just a minute, just a minute of your time. Well, I mean, technically time is money, so maybe it costs you a little bit. Yeah. Well, just do it on your phone. Like while you're on the John. Right. That's free. That's time wasted anyway. Yeah, exactly. Literally waste. (laughs) (laughs) You can also support us. Of course, by signing up and starting a podcast, signing up at podbean.com slash SBFVGS. A very special thanks to Eric Kruger for our podcast logo and for his handsome, handsome face. We all did it this time. It's a really handsome follow face. Follow us on Twitter at SBFVGS. Excuse me. Twitter is SBFVGS podcast. There you go. Um, I am Barry White on Twitter. That's B-U-R-Y-W-I-T-E. Mike is Taco Douglas. David is David J. Tate. And you can also check out our Twitter profiles for PSN, Xbox Live, Switch info if you want to play games with us and be our friend. And that's all the time we have, you guys, for Super Best Friends Video Game Sleepover Episode 87. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back every two weeks with more visions of the future and talk on gaming. Hit us <laughs> up with your questions, topics, or musings if you want to be part of the show. Goodbye, everybody. Hey, goodbye! Yay! See you guys. I'm still really sad about the bronze thing. (laughs) This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.